episode we like to call the air attack. We're going to mix things up here. I got a good host. If you're listening right now, it's a wonderful, uh, kind of chilly, but wonderful, beautiful, stormy season in Oklahoma City. Of course, you're listening. You know, of course, if you're listening on Friday, it's obviously not storming at the time. But more than likely, I hope you're having a great week. Special guest on my hand. Y'all should know him. He's a good friend of mine. More importantly, <clears throat> he's also a host on the Time to BS podcast, Mr. Dan, Mr. Dan's debut. You can listen to him on the Unhinged Network. Uh, he'll tell you all that information here shortly. Dan, welcome to your debut of the Air Raid Attack podcast. Uh, I got some whiskey ready, so uh, we can talk some nonsense, my friend. How are you doing? I'm got, actually uh, doing uh, pretty well. It's a it's a first because you know usually you're the one hosting me. I know this is weird for me. This yeah, is it weird. is. It's, it's kind of cool, but weird at the same time. I know it is. It is not gonna lie. I will say this though: things haven't changed. My kink, my kinky vodka is still actually still out in the refrigerator. <laughs> Off we go already with the kinky vodka nuts. But uh, I got water and I got good body armor stuff, so I'll See, I got whiskey next hour. I got, so. I, got, I got Glenn Silver Scotch whiskey, so this is a cheap bottle, so fuck it, might as well. Ready, How to, you talk been? Some, ready to talk some stuff, my friend? How you doing? Dude, I'm doing. I've, I've had my ups and downs this week, but uh, nonetheless, it's been it's been good. You know, of course, you know, I celebrate on Tuesday my 33rd birthday. Woo! My daughter celebrated her third birthday on Sunday. That's awesome. So uh, it's been a good week, of course, birthday-wise. I am partied out, though. I'm about done with cake and pizza and <laughs> food and all that. So I don't blame you. I don't blame you on that one. Now, nonetheless, of course, I'm sure you've witnessed quite a bit of uh, free agency moves. Denver's very active. Giants very active. But my thoughts, my question to you is, is uh, you know, Seattle haven't really, hasn't really done much. I know Carson got re-signed, but I thought Russell Wilson would be a team player. Maybe I'm just way off in the deep end, but maybe, you know, at least give back some of his salary to help the team out. Your thoughts on this for years. I'm like, I've been, I've been saying it for, you know, since his first extension, when he signed for 20, what was it, 27 or 28 million per year? For four yeah. years, it was, it was like some ridiculous amount of money for that time, and he deserved it, and rightfully so. But I, I tweeted this out uh, today, actually. If Russell Wilson really wanted to win, like be one of the all-time greats, okay, give the Seahawks at minimum ten million of your salary. Give him fifteen million, twenty million. Can you imagine what this team can do with the aggressiveness of nature that they have? Uh, with $20 million in cash base. Can you well, imagine what they've been able to do? Well, they might be able to build their offensive line around Russ oh, to protect them. Oh, oh, please. I, I voiced my frustrations enough uh, with this team. But, you know, it, it can't hurt to talk about some more. As, you know, I got the whiskey in hand to prepare for this situation. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stir up your, uh, your blood pressure too much, but you know, a concern, you know, I would at least, as a, of course, as a Seahawk fan, I'm sure you're mad, you know, I'm sure you're kind of thinking probably the same, maybe not, but you know, Arizona with the addition of JJ and, and now they've added some weapons for Kyler. This team is gonna be challenging, I think, Seattle and, and the Rams and the Niners this year for the AFC West. Well, I didn't trust the Cardinals from the get go when. 
last season began. I thought, okay, they're a streaky-looking team that have won in close games. Uh, the Rams were the same thing, but the yep. but the defense of the Rams is is still really good. They lose their defensive coordinator Brandon Staley to the, as the head coach of the Chargers, but um, San Francisco to me, I, I think because they get everyone back, I would expect them to be you know if not the favorite in that division because uh, they went third they went ten, they went six and ten with virtually a top ten defense with no one on their team, without their quarterback, without their all-pro tight end, without most of their receivers, without most of their running backs, and most of their offensive line. Uh, if, that doesn't ex- if that doesn't explain, you know, the, the coaching abilities of that team, I don't know what does. Well, no, I agree with you. I think the 49ers, I still think, can contest. I think Arizona definitely makes a lead jump from where they were a year ago. Seattle's, you know, I'm still back and forth on them. I think the Rams will probably be a little down this year. But, you know, we, we think of quarterbacks, of course, Deshaun Watson, supposedly he's narrowing his down, list down to Denver and San Francisco. Now we got all these allegations against them, whether or not they're true. I'm not going to sit here and say they are or they're not. I don't know. None of my business. But <clears throat> let's say that they are true. How does that affect his stock? Not good. Uh, if I'm Denver, if I'm George Payton, I'm not going to invest in this thing. No, it's not even that. It's, it's a very similar – I think you're probably able to remember this situation more. When, when Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, yep. was leaving the Bengals and, and going to the Patriots, there was a lot of question about him, obviously not the same with Deshaun Watson, but very similar situation with him. A better example would be Michael Vick. Michael yes. Vick at the time had just come out of prison in 2009. Uh, signed with the Eagles, bit of, a contra- bit of a controversial decision at that time. Now, who knows? His- history can decide, you know, what people view Michael Vick as a player, as a person, who, who cares? But I think the report said like seven to 12 women mm-hmm. uh, put out accusations against Deshaun Watson now, I can neither confirm nor deny these. But well, yeah, exactly. Because we don't know exactly what is real, what isn't real. So if these accusations are real... Deshaun could be going facing some jail time. Deshaun Watson could be facing, at minimum, a yearly suspension from, yes. the, from the National Football League. Now the, trick, now, the tricky part is it's the National Football League. You know... And I have voiced my opinion on star players getting a la Tyreek Hill, for example. Uh, Tyreek Hill is still in this league. I have no idea why, but I digress. Um, The only considerable way Deshaun Watson plays football is if it's with the Texans. Whether he likes it or not, Mm -hmm. no one's trading for him. No one. He, now, he virtually basically destroyed his trade stock. Well, by far, yeah. With, with with these accusations put against him. Destroyed them. Um, the Jets, I know, were the front runner to get him. Um, I saw that Seattle wanted to do a swap, uh, that there were at least some reports that Seattle wanted to do a swap mm-hmm. with the Texans for Watson, for, for Wilson. Um, I thought that would have been a shitty idea, to say the least. Well, that would have been no sense. That, 
would have been none. No, it would just it would make no sense because they're virtually the same quarterback in the same situation. Yeah, just one's younger than the other. Yeah, one's a winning culture, kind of. Yeah. The other one's a complete shit show right now. <laughs> but what do I know? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, and you know, of course, I'm not going to sit here and spend a whole hour talking about what Deshaun Watson. I mean, we don't know. He may have done what he may have done. Those things, I don't know. He may not have done those things. I don't know. I find it odd that, you know, he's trying to get out of Houston. Now, all of a sudden, this stuff's coming up. But, hey, I mean, maybe someone's telling these ladies, hey, voice your opinion and let it be known and, you know, God rest his soul. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. So, I don't know, Mark. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. Shaquille Griffin. Um, are you sad he's gone? Shaquille Griffin, uh, I, 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 both Griffins are gone. Uh, Shaquille is potentially going to be signed somewhere. Shaquille is already in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Shaquille is going to follow his twin brother with the Jaguars because, you know, they're from they're from northern Florida. Mm-hmm. It would make a ton of sense. Plus, the Jaguars need some linebacker help, and Shaquille is a perfect pass rushing linebacker. So, um, am I saying he's gone? Yes and no. Uh, he wasn't the prototypical Seahawk corner. He, had lo- he was a big guy, like 6'1", 6'1 half with long arms. But his replacement, Akil Witherspoon, is big and fast. Uh, 6'3", close to 6'4", and he, can, he, he runs pretty good. So, and he was, re- he was pretty good with the 49ers. One-year mm-hmm. deal with the, from San Francisco. Not a bad deal. Um, I'm more disappointed for that matter, they, they couldn't get a deal done with Shaq, uh, with both Griffins. Um, again, I expect nothing less because they seem to run through corners like clockwork. And I thought, okay, if Griff, if Shaquille leaves, two things will happen. They either go for Richard Sherman, a reunion with Sherm, which is possible, um, or they make a deal with another big time corner of you know who is like Sherman and I say size and arm length and ball skills which if the Patriots were to cut Stefan Gilmore that would have been the first guy I would have gone after oh absolutely um but I I'm more I'm more disappointed per se with the loss of Shaq I, when I saw that I was kind of not really surprised of course not to believe I think he played Central at UCF, Central Florida. UCF, yeah. So I guess in a way he's going back home. Up for you know, I don't know. Out of UCF, yes. So, and maybe it's a new look for Seattle that we're kind of facing them. Don't know if you guys are going to be signing KJ right back, but well, they had to do these things in the first place because let's be fair, they did this to themselves. They did. I mean, they, I mean, they thought, oh, Marquise Blair's a good player, but we really need some. Cam Chancellor in us. Yeah, let's go trade two first round picks for Jamal Adams. I loved the deal when it first happened, when Jamal was first traded here uh, to to Seattle. I'm not in Seattle, New York, but who gives a crap? Um, um, when the Jamal Adams trade first happened, I was excited, and then we recorded Time to BS, yep. where. I was turned off by the idea. It's where you don't trade two first-round picks to anyone unless they're their Hall of Fame talent or they're a franchise quarterback. You don't ever do that. So 
10 sacks last year, last season for the, for the Hawks, um, his coverage skills, he could cover Orion leaf pass if he could, but, um, it's, but at the same time, there's backups, free safety, Marquise Blair was out for the year with an ACL tear. So that kind of puts things into a shit show, if you want to put it that way. Um, but in their cap situation is just bad. I mean, if you restructure Wilson's deal and Wagner's deal, you alone get close to $30 million in cap space added back. Can you imagine what this team will be able to do with $30 million in cap space with the, with the players that they already acquired and signed? You guys can still go after, you know, I don't know who's out there left, but I'm sure there's still some players out there. I'm telling the offensive line, Swartz is, I believe, still out there. I think Eric Fisher's. I don't know how Mitchell Swartz is still available. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't either. Eric Fisher's another one. I'm a little surprised. Um, I don't know what their asking price is, but my God, I'm shocked they're still out there. Yeah, I'm stunned both of those chief tackles are still out there. That's my – I mean, it's the second wave of free agency as we're recording this, so who knows what's going to happen. Well, yeah, exactly. Let's put it out there to to the listeners out there, of course. You know, anything after, you know, this episode we're recording right now, it's not going to be on until next week. But, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Of course, Denver's very active. Justin Simmons, four-year, $61 million extension. I read a lot of comments. Steal for the Broncos. I know you text me. Of course, I'll get my input out there. And I may be – you know, I'm not for sure if it's 100% right. It may not even be. But, you know, again, who cares? Um I think it's a wonderful deal for the Broncos. You lock in your safety for at least four more years. You might get more trade value if that's the case they want to go. I don't know if that's probably going to happen. But yeah, you know, that's a contract that's more doable for someone to take compared to whatever probably asking price would have been. Of course, Philip Lindsay. You know, I don't know why Broncos country is so sad to see him gone. I'm not really – I wasn't bummed. I just – wasn't really bummed that Philip Bloom. I just really wasn't impressed with him. No. I just well, I wish him the best of luck in Houston. Yeah. I I don't I wasn't bummed. Love the addition of Kyle Fuller. Yes. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Fuller was caught, I was I was about to text you like, yeah, he's going to Denver. And then two minutes later. Yep. Like, <laughs> two minutes later. <laughs> Lives with Denver, one-year deal. I'm like, all right, cool. Sweet. We knew damn well Vic Vangino and uh, and yeah. uh, George Payne was like, ready, set, okay, go. Boom. Go. go. <laughs> like, not even hesitation there. No, they were, they were. I think they were ready. No, I, when I got that notification um, from East Stadium saying that uh, Fuller got cut, I'm like, yep, here we go. And then I don't think it was – There you go. Yeah, I don't think he was even an hour later um, that he was. It's just like when Mike Boone, the Vikings running back, got signed with Denver. I knew then that that was Philip Lindsay's farewell tour. Um, yeah. Your uh-huh. thoughts on Ronald Dar- or Darby? Uh, he signed had a great year last year. I just he signed with the Broncos, right? Mm-hmm. Good player. I don't play. I don't play. I don't like excellent player. I'm good just, player in yeah. spring. Um, that moves that moves Bryce Callahan to his natural spot in the nickel position. Yep. 
Uh, so your secondary, if I am not mistaken, it's going to be Callahan. Should be Callahan, Darby, Fuller, Simmons. Good secondary. That's yes. that's actually not bad. A lot better than a year ago. And Duke Dawson can potentially be mm-hmm. your fourth corner. Good, good. That's actually not bad. That's really not that bad at all. I was defense and line still going to be good. Yeah, I, I like your linebackers. I love the linebackers. Actually, I'm a huge Josie Jewell fan because I'm a Penn State. I'm a Penn State fan, so I, oh, yeah. I've seen Josie Jewell when he was in Iowa. And I got firsthand when Penn State went to went to Iowa. They nearly got their asses kicked by the Hawkeyes. But what do I know? <laughs> now I love our edge rushers. Of course, Vaughn's back. Draymond Jones is um, back again. Of course, back is Chubb. Shelby Harris is back. We signed. We signed him. So. I like I like how uh, Peyton tackled the issues on defense. That was the main focus, and he did a hell of a job. Yeah, you needed that. That was you needed that. It's gonna make the draft interesting now, because now with the ninth pick, yeah. what do we do? And that's um, the thing. I can tell you probably right out of the gate what you what you may or may not need. Um, now. It would be interesting to see what the Broncos will do, but I think they probably go tackle here because DeMar Dotson's a free agent. I mean, mm-hmm. James, you don't know what the hell they're going to do with him. Well, and that's another thing. If you really want to set the tone, if Peyton wants to set the tone in Denver, he's going to have to let him go realizing, we, you know, I'm, I want to change things. I'm just – I don't know what they do. I have no idea what they do. We got good receivers. We got good receivers. I, I like – Receiving core is good, yeah. Judy and Sutton are awesome. Tim Patrick's good. And Deshaun Hamilton is not the best. but He, he has his moments. He has his moments when he has it. KJ's going to be good. Yeah, KJ's a natural in the slot. Yeah. He's and, a natural and, slot receiver. In Broncos country, you know, we just have to realize is last year, offensive line was still a consistent. Yes. Receiving core, Noah Fant out half the time. Sutton, um, Cortland Sutton ACL. was out completely. KJ was inconsistent at times. I mean, he's a rookie, so you're going to get that, along with Jerry, Judy, and the running back cores or whatever. But we weren't bad if you think about it. It's just we got stuck with injuries. No, it's true. Drew Locke wasn't 100% healthy in a, in a slump. So not, not entirely your fault. No, exactly. But it's it's going to be like a considered like a make-or-break year for Drew Locke. Um, yep. Do they, you know, I don't know. Let's see what happens. What do I know? Again, not much. <laughs> well, I definitely don't know much. Just some schmuck in a Seahawks jersey drinking whiskey. For all the listeners out there, what uh, jer- uh, what Seahawks jersey are you ripping today? Uh, I'm wearing Jimmy Graham, uh, Seahawks legend Jimmy Graham. God. What a trade. I still remember that deal from the, like it was yesterday. It was like March first, twenty fifteen. Yeah, it was that. That was the day. Uh, it was like three weeks after the Super Bowl. Um, I got the I got the text. And I was like, "This can't be real, right?" Because at the time, Jimmy Graham was one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. 
I loved him with the Saints. Thought he was awesome with Hall of Fame worker with New Orleans, 100%. He goes to Seattle for a first, a fourth, and Max Unger. I remember that deal like it was yesterday. Um, while I'm at it, here's another sip because I'm gonna I'm gonna rage, dude. It's your time to go. Pete Carroll, head coach and vice president of football operations, Pete Carroll. Yep, that's your buddy. I heard. Oh, shut up. <laughs> okay, let me. Okay, so let me understand. For the, so let me clear out the air. For those of you who um, listening do not understand the story here, I have a love-hate relationship with Pete Carroll, the coach. I think he could be good at times, great at times, but also stubborn to all hell. Pete Carroll, the executive, is what I have a problem with. I have a problem with Pete Carroll, the executive. Now, it's not because... You know, he's made, you know, shitty decisions that only benefit him because he's the control freak. Um, and you can see he's starting to USC P. Carroll where he's control freak at the wazoo. But it's just he refuses to do anything that benefits the team. It only benefits his philosophy. Because Russell Wilson, it took 10 years to let the handcuffs off of Russell Wilson. What happened? Yep. 40 touchdown passes, franchise record, career high. Yes, 13 interceptions, who gives a crap? But the offense had the high, it was the highest score in team in franchise history. Not even touches the 05 team. And the 05 team had a league MVP with the then touchdown record in Sean Alexander, 28 touchdowns. By the way, should be in the Hall of Fame. I digress. Um, it's. There, it's the moves that Pete has made that confuse me and frustrate me. Like two years of Mike Upati. Prime example. Mike Upati cannot pass protect to save his life. Nope. He can run block unbelievably well, but cannot pass protect to save his effing life. This man signed Mike Upati to two years. When he knew the Hawks' biggest problem on the offensive line was pass protection. When your philosophy is to run the football, play action pass, play great defense. How the hell are you supposed to set the play action game with no pass protectors? How the hell are you supposed to do that? When Dwayne Brown, his main strength is run blocking, good left tackle nonetheless, Brandon Shell is a natural run blocker. Damian Lewis, rookie, natural run blocker. Ethan Posick, natural run blocker. Good center, natural run blocker. How the hell are you supposed to set the passing game with mainly run blockers? How are you supposed to do that? I'll save it for time to BS. <laughs> I'll save it for the for the podcast. Oh, and all you listening out there, if you guys are wondering, you know, definitely first of all, check out Time to BS. <clears throat> As you guys know, Dan's a very passionate Seattle Seahawks fan, and right now, the the Russell Wilson thing I can tell is, is um, when I say it's best ah. to say it's eating at you somewhat. I almost punched the wall. I was mad because the, the one thing you don't do 
as a player under a no trade clause is mention teams that you would like to be traded to. Yep. You don't do that. Especially if you are have a history or a legacy here. Yep. The Seahawks, where you are by far the greatest player in franchise history. By far. You don't label the Raiders, Bears, Saints, and Cowboys as the teams you want to be traded to if you were to be traded. Mistake one. Mistake two. Go public with offensive line criticisms. Oh, it's not like he holds the ball for 30 seconds or anything. Mm -hmm. No. Nothing could possibly go wrong there. Love him, but it drives me nuts. To Davion Clowney, uh, of course, his, I would imagine his talk's pretty low. What would be a – I mean, he's at, what, 28? I believe he's at 28 years old. Obviously, he's still got some years. Uh, What's the best team for him? He ha- go back to Tennessee? has to go to a team that benefits his type of play, which would be a 4-3 scheme. Now – the obvious teams would be one, Seattle, mm-hmm. two, San Francisco. Now, San Francisco would have to move on from D Ford then. Which would be not terrible. No, it wouldn't be a bad bad move. It would have to go to a team that would benefit his style of play. So when he was with the Seahawks, he was a disruptive force. The sack numbers were not there. But that's fine. If you were to look at the statistics behind him, he got to the quarterback. He was the third fastest player to get after the quarterback in that season. The next two, J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald. He's in that category. Now, the Hawks look like epigeniuses for letting him go and sign with the Titans where he only played like four games. But who knows? He could sign with the Seahawks as soon as, you know, I don't know, 10 minutes from now? He could do it right now while we're recording this thing. i refresh Twitter now you mentioned that. I'm going to give you a name. Say yes or no if you went there with the Seahawks. Malcolm Butler. Uh, well, Doug, well the ha- most of the team from that Super Bowl team is not there. Yep. So... I would not be opposed to that. But also, for how much is the – you would have – again – Well, he's 31. Again, you would have to go to Russ and be like, hey, listen, give us $20 million, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> well, right now, according to Russ, that's not happening. Nah, I'm Russell Wilson. I want to win, but I also want to keep $35 million per year. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable, this team. I swear, I can run this team better. I probably could. I wouldn't I'd be, doubt it. I'd be John Chaco with the Coyotes. I'd be the analytics guy who, who, who <laughs> should suit. Here's what the NFL can do. I would go that asshole who would wear glasses. And not just any glasses. Not just any glasses, never mind you. I'd wear Harry Potter glasses. Here's what the NFL can do. 
Do it to where the fans control the calls. Like, kind of with the fan oh, control. Oh, no, 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 no. If we get that, we'll get some schmuckhead who'll throw for 35 fleet pickers in a row. That's an American Dad reference if you don't get that. That was a cool league. That was the only thing, though, <clears throat> that I'm not going to lie. God. That I just did not like was because everyone, well, when you got Josh Gordon out there, everyone wants to throw the ball. Like, no. Yeah, no, yeah. Sort of a poor guy who's game breaking speed and didn't work out at all in the NFL, except for one year in Cleveland. But, nah. And the only game that worked for him was uh, the, uh, the smoke and the dope. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, Johnny Manziel's another one. He's not going to see himself back in in the league. Well, he won't. Yet. He ran himself out of the league. His fault. His fault. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, people love him. I don't know why. People love the guy because they think he's a party animal. But schmuck. I like though. Um, you know, it goes back to that. You know, obviously, people need to realize that. He didn't work out in the CFL, the um, – what was the American Alliance, whatever. Such a face. That's the thing. He's got such a punchable face. Like, he looks like the kind of guy that I want to clock in the face and be like, my life is achieved. My life goal is achieved of punching Johnny Manziel square in the face. And what's sad is, dude, he had it so made. He had it. He had it. But it's 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 one of the things where I don't feel bad because well, I don't either. No, I don't feel bad for him. Like guys like Josh Gordon, I feel bad for because it's a mental illness. Addiction is a mental illness. Johnny Menzel did it to himself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry he did it to himself. Meanwhile, I'm sitting on a glass of whiskey. But hey, at least you can control yourself. True to that. No, you know, I just, you know, I think my personal opinion, I think Johnny Menzel let the Heisman, you know, trophy winner get to his mind and um, got the best. I don't know. He had it made. He blew it his fault. So it was his own fault. It was his own fault. Maybe the XFL will give him a try. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I like speaking of the XFL. I like the idea, but now I'm kind of hearing that. There are some money issues that we may be seeing. I haven't seen that, actually. I haven't seen that. Yeah, there was. I forgot who posted it. Somebody posted I guess the Canadian Football League commissioner came out a few days ago or so and pretty much, I believe, came out and said that they're going to kind of look at other options. So I don't know if they're financially kind of concerned. Hey, Oliver Wilson scored. Noise. The Church of Wallstrom. Oh, that's a joke right there. Can we tell that joke? For those who don't listen to to uh, Time to BS, can we tell that joke? Yes, do it. Oh, we have a running joke on Time to BS podcast called The Church of Josh Allen, where uh, it is after Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. And now, as myself being a huge fan of the, of the New York Islanders, so much I am planning on getting a tattoo of their logo on my bicep. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's awesome. I can't nice. wait. But um, uh, we have a new a running joke that's on Twitter now by Isles Twitter called the Church of Wallstrom. It's fantastic, and the Islanders just tied the game uh, with an Oliver Wallstrom goal, so it's fantastic. I'm gonna watch that goal. 
Oh, it's a tipping. Oh, oh, tipping. Jesus. I have to sip whiskey. <laughs> have you watched much of this March Madness, Dan? I saw Syracuse, West Virginia. Um, I do know that there is a school named Oral Roberts, which sounds um, – where do they come – I mean, this is why I love March Madness. I prefer college basketball over college football, 100%. When it, com- when it comes to playoff mode, absolutely. Give me – this, And this is why the – once again, this is why the college football community, playoff community, needs to sit down. Oh, no, no. I'm not asking for 64 teams. That's ridiculous. I mean, let's go. <laughs> well, I mean, at this rate, let's go for it. I mean, if that's if that's how it's going to work, let's let's um, let's go for it. But Oral Roberts out of Ohio, or is it Oklahoma? It's actually Oklahoma. Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey. It's right off of I forty four. I saw a tweet from a of a friend of mine who uh, was watching the Oral Roberts game, and and they were and they tweeted, "I love Oral." I'm like, that's the biggest tweet that's been going around. Everybody, even on my timeline or whatever, is saying that because I think I read someone. I'm trying to get her on. She's she's interested. She's just busy, but uh, she yeah, tweeted out that <laughs> that uh, uh, Ora Roberts gave a mouthful to Florida. Uh, where are the smart ladies when you need them the most? <laughs> And then I read a tweet that uh, <laughs> that someone got, you know, of course got. Uh, um, I gotta get her on too. I gotta get her on also. That got. Um, this is spam text. Oliver Wallstrom. Yes. Exciting. But now it's. It, I haven't watched much, but when I do sit down, it's actually pretty. No, pretty it's good. Of course, I love a. You know, of course, I was like, well, your team lost. Okay, well, we lost to the number one team in the country. Florida, who I can't stand, you guys lose to Aura Roberts. Nah. Um, Texas. Nah. <laughs> I mean, you lost to Gonzaga. I mean, Oklahoma lost to Gonzaga, yeah, too. That I'm, was I'm, ex- I'm not even in the tournament, so I can't even say shit. Yeah, that was expected. I mean, that was no big deal. So, but now you look at Abilene Christian losing to Tech. No, Texas losing to Abilene Christian, which I didn't even heard of. Man, Penn State, I haven't been in the tournament since the mid-90s. <laughs> or am I wrong? Not I'm sure. They haven't had a decent basketball school in quite a while. We've been in the NIT a few times, but, like, mm-hmm. not the actual tournament. Not for a long time. Beautiful school, nonetheless. I heard it. Yeah, I would love to oh. see Happy Valley. and oh. you ever get would the love to be a part of – you ever get the chance to go to a home like Penn State home football game? Dude. Oh my god! It's not the loudest sport. It's not the loudest game I've been to. That belongs to a dear friend, the Nassau Coliseum. John Tavares' return, his first game with the Toronto Maple Leafs against the New York Islanders, February twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen. I will never forget that day. To this day, that is still the loudest sports venue I've ever been to. Nice. As ever, as the loudest sports game I've ever been to, beats Happy Valley of a hundred thousand people. Nice. Unbelievable. But I will never forget that day. Just being an Islander fan alone, just 
means more than people think because you know being an Islander fan is it's like it's it's home is I growing up on on Long Island you have the Islanders and you have the Rangers in terms of hockey and you know I, I was the benefit of being an Islander fan from the day I was born you know my parents would take us to Islander games whenever we could go I would watch them all the time on TV. I was never really big into sports as a kid up until maybe middle school where I really started to get into it. Um, and then I really grew the passion of it in high school where I was like, oh, so in a nutshell, I've been like a sports fan for 10 years, roughly. So um, as an Islander fan, you know, you know, people talk about, you know, Islander fans, you know, we're pieces of shit for – trashing John Tavares like reality we're, we're, we're some of the nicest people you ever get the chance to talk to Islander fans we're some of the kindest people you will ever talk to we're the kind of pe- we're the kind of fans that will like sit down with you enjoy a cigar to enjoy a beer or two and you know talk about your fat we'll talk about you know how, how's the family how's the family how's the kids you know how's school you know how's work yeah 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 we want to get to know you because Coach, late coach Al Arbor said it best. Mm-hmm. He wants to know everything about his players, whether it's, you know, personal issues, family, friends, kids, everything, because that's what Islander fans are. We're one big gigantic shit show of a family. <laughs> exactly. That's who we are. And, you know, if that doesn't, if people don't understand that, then, you know, fuck you. <laughs> 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 um, of course, a buddy of mine just texted and asked me if I'm watching Michigan LSU. I am not actually watching Michigan LSU. LSU's in the tournament. What have I missed? Currently, Michigan's in the dogfight with LSU as an 8 1 seed. Nice. But no, it's I like March Madness. I still think the college football needs to expand it. And I think this is why. I mean, you may not have any upsets, but regardless, they definitely need to um, definitely need to expand it. Yeah, I mean, if sports in general has become, you know, like a bit of a depressing thing, because it's almost predictable. There's not there's not enough, you know, unpredictable things going on in sports, and I miss that. I do. I miss that. You know. As much as, you know, we could talk about, you know, March Madness, really, there's like, again, I'm, I'm saying this, you know, as an Islander fan who hasn't seen much success in his entire, his entire life, but, I mean, there's not enough, you know, like, like, unexpected moments. You don't get a lot of those. And I love that. I love unexpected moments. I love, you know, the helmet catches, you know, of David Tyree. I love, you know, stripping the ball out of Cam Newton and watching him go into the end zone, him not diving for the football. I love those moments. And, you know, there's not enough memorable moments you get in sports anymore. I mean, the most recent one was probably Alex Ovechkin hoisting the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. That was probably the most memorable one. And I shed a few tears watching that because – you see an all-time great finally getting the cup. Yep. You love that. And 
and I, I, I find myself crying, you know, just wanting that moment because I've never experienced that as a, as a fan of the Islanders. I wasn't alive during when the eighties runs happened, but you know, I, I, cause before I die, I want to see it once. I want to see it once. And even if it takes, you know, 30 more years, as long as I get it once, I can die in peace. Knowing that I've, I've seen my team hoist the cup for the first time in nearly 40 years. That would mean everything. That would mean everything. Well, I think this year you guys have, I mean, obviously we'll see come playoff time, but I still think you guys have legit, we got legit a shot. chance. Yeah. We got a shot. Um, we're still inconsistent as all hell on offense, but um, – Defensively, we're awesome. I I, remember, I looked up some stats. We're like, we're the number one team in total defense in the NHL. Like, huh? Like, because I watched them play every every game. I've seen every game this year, and there are some times where I see them giving up like four goals a game. I'm like, how is this team the number one team in total defense? Mm-hmm. But then again, it's very trust. So what do I know? Not a whole lot. Who's bothering you now? <laughs> I hear your phone buzzing. I'm sure. First, first um, no, it's Mr. And you know him very well, Mr. Hong Lam. Um, yes. Of course, I want to talk to him. He's hooking me up with, with quite a bit of opportunity. Um, him and I are trying to land to go down to AT&T Stadium in June. Nice. Uh, there is coach. Let me rec- give him some recognition because he invited me out, but I could not make it because obviously it was my daughter's birthday and I was not going to miss that for nothing. But um, uh, let's see. Tom George. Tom George um, is a, a 3A state champion in Oklahoma. He's a Florida 5A finalist. He's a um, United States, I believe, Hong Kong Marine, I believe. I apologize, Tom, if you're listening and I get that incorrect. But nonetheless, um, he actually invited both of us at Carl Albert High School, which is right down the street from me. Ryan Broyles and some others were there, but back in June, there was a, I guess, a camp. It's called QB Impact, and uh, we're trying to plan it, but there can be a lot of NFL coaches, college coaches, stuff like that. Um, so we're going to try to attempt it. But for anybody of, of you out there, if you're listening, and you're from Oklahoma, of course, um, give Hong, his, you know, let me pull it up here because I got to get the right words because he gave me his little ad I got to work on. Um, of course, you know, in Oklahoma, you got tornadoes, crap galore. So give Hong Lam his, you know, your business. He's going to make sure that your family is safe and ready to go for the, ho- for the holidays, for the tornado season, because he wants to make sure your storm shelter is ready. And, of course, you know, he doesn't clean, just clean out your shelter. You also make sure the supplies are there, water supplies are there, and make sure that everything's in coherence to make sure that you and your family are safe. So definitely give him at Stormcheck on the Twitter. 
if you're in Oklahoma City metro area. Now, I was thinking, Dan, um, hopefully here in the near future, potentially having a potentially having you, myself, and Mr. Hong all at once. Kind of kind of curious how that would go because you know, if you guys haven't checked the Hong out, he was on Dan's um, BS sessions. Definitely give that a check on iTunes. And then of course, a week or two ago, he was on the Air Attack. We just talked whatever. Uh, check it out on iTunes. Night of Freedom. <clears throat> it was pretty good. But uh, I don't know what time I even started this thing, so I have no idea minute wise where we're at. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> hey, funny enough. Uh... Your podcast, your episode of uh, Defining Moments podcast just uploaded. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Took him a long time. He's actually trying to get me on also. He's trying yeah, to get me on. Dude. Definitely. Yeah, he's trying to get me on next. Who knows? Definitely. Finish uh, out the show. Um, of course, you know, a lot of people, you may or may not be knowing. Um, of course, back in April, my dad had a pretty bad stroke. And since then, hasn't been doing well, and it's just deteriorating downhill. So, giving you guys a heads up. <clears throat> Episodes will still be coming out, but don't be surprised in the near future. If we got to cut things for a while, but so Dan, um, of course, you know you're a buddy of mine, and I saw I've been keeping up with some tweets, trying to anyway. <clears throat> And for everybody out there, you know, the Texas, I don't know if you heard this or not, Texas Roadhouse owner committed suicide. Um, I guess he had COVID. I mean, I don't know what COVID does and doesn't play with anybody's mind. I don't know. And of course, and, and of course, you know, I'm battling with my stuff with my dad. You know, it's, it's pretty tough right now, especially when, you know, he can't remember the conversation he had three minutes ago, but. That's, that's not in fault to him, but and Dan, you're close to it, of course, with tackle depression and all of the kinds of things. And yeah. if you're out there suffering, regardless if it's COVID, you know, I know it's isolation, regards to but if you're out there with mental ill, you know, if you're battling depression, suicidal thoughts, and I know me and Hong talked about it in his show when I was on, I guess, on his podcast, Defining Moments, I believe we talked about it again on my show a few weeks ago, but you know, definitely get the right help. Um, yeah. Everybody's life is precious. Definitely. Um, I know, you know, as many demons as we face, and, you know, we're battling ours here, but, you know, your life is more precious, and, you know, definitely get the right right authorities involved, because, you know, regardless, if you guys believe it or out there, you know, you guys are loved. I may not know you personally. I may not ever meet you, but know that... Uh, there's help out there and definitely, definitely seek it. Absolutely. Man. Um, I, I had to get like too personal, but like when I, I'm trying to also get like tackle depression to come on BS sessions eventually. Um, you know, cause the whole thing of why I started the whole pot, the podcast, um, is cause I wanted a place for people to speak their mind where it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talk about, you know, what's bothering them in their life or talk about things that they love or just anything, just anything they wanted to get off their chest. And, you know, I I didn't really, you know, have that, you know, growing up. I was always, you know, 
I was always shut down, put it that way. I was always, you know, shut down for being, you know, hate to use this kind of word, but I was, I was told, hey, we don't allow the retards here. And I, I was told that because, you know, being on the autism spectrum, it, life has always been difficult for me. Um, and, you know, I'm not afraid to tell my story. Um, I've told it a thousand times and I don't, I'm, I'm not afraid to tell a thousand times more because I feel that strongly about it. And, you know, I, I, I tell this, I tell people this all the time. Your mental health is the most important thing on the planet. If you're not right in the head that you need to get right in the head, because if you're not right in the head, you cannot do shit. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this from, you know, past experiences, you know, your personal experiences as well. Um, just like I'm, I'm losing my words. Like, Get right in the head, guys. Um, I'm like bottling up. Jesus. No, you're good, dude. It's and like I said, you know, at least on my end, you know, and never the easiest to talk about, you know. No, wait, well, it's not. And you know, last night I was kind of, or even today, I was thinking about my dad, and you know, the, I was talking to my mom yesterday, and you know, the reality part was. You know, I'm not for sure how much longer he's got. I mean, I'm just, it's not looking good. I know that, but. Um, no, I don't blame you. But no, it, it puts you in reality. And, you know, of course, you know, everybody that's out there listening. Yeah, we do. You know, Dan does the sports, you know, it's a sports podcast. But also, as he mentioned, you know, he does BS sessions where you can just practically, you know, just vent and be yourself and and kind of voice your, you know, your what you're going through and you know, with no judgment, no nothing. And, and of course, you know, we all do these podcasts, but at the same time, you know, we realize that sports is just temporarily, you know, or the moment that we want to live in is permanent. And regardless, you know, we can't get those back once they're gone. And I was thinking, and you actually brought it up a good point, you know, when you were talking about the moments of your sports teams winning and all this, um, you know, growing up, I remember <clears throat> watching games, and I don't know how much longer I've got left. I'm about to find out. But, um, you know, I remember when Derek Jeter hit his 3,000th hit and, you know, the Broncos winning their last Super Bowl and all this stuff because, you know, it was all part of my dad. My dad was there for, you know, whatever. You know, and then you realize that then you think back to reality part and um, knowing that you don't have much longer, you know, much time longer. So it's like, it really puts you in perspective like, wow, this is, this is real. This is real life. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't, you can't process it. Ahead. But <clears throat> it's, it's tough. But no, like I said, I kind of want to break away from the sports just briefly and let you guys know that's out there. Listen on the Unhinged Sports Network. And, and if you're not, if you're listening just podcast wise down the road is get help. Um, trust yeah. me. This last week, I could have, you know, I wasn't going to kill myself. I ain't going to say that. But, no. you know, I had all opportunities. I could have went on the deep end and and literally blew up. I could have blew up in a lot of people's face. But, you know, at the same time, I realized that uh, things happen. And, unfortunately, it's life. And just get yourself surrounded with people, you know, 
Follow me on Twitter on air with Mike. Um, the show's air rate underscore podcast. I know Dan's I'm sure he won't mind just giving out his stuff. I mean, if you feel comfortable, you know, I don't care. Vent to me. I don't know. On Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh now you guys, you know. Um, you guys <clears throat> take care of each other. We're almost at the end of the tunnel. Um I know here in Oklahoma we're getting close to we're not wearing masks anymore, so that's pretty cool. That's good. That's pretty I'm cool. New York. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so Dan, finish out the show. How can the listeners find you on Twitter and how can they uh you can find me on Twitter at Daniel Smooth on Twitter at Time to BS Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me, funny enough, at Daniel Smooth on Instagram. So follow me or don't. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not for sure exactly. Uh, you know who all actually has been following me on Twitter since. Oh, love of God, who cares? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, as always, guys, thank you for listening. Listen to us on the Onion Sports Network every Friday. <laughs> Jesus, whiskey burns down the throat. As always, guys, it's one <laughs> on the Onion Sports Network. Yourself, don't mix scotch whiskey with vodka. Don't do that. Ever. And Guinness, don't do that. Oh, I love Guinness. Oh, for the love of God. Thank you, guys. 10 p.m. Eastern on the Onion Sports Network. Uh, listen to us iTunes and Google, and follow us on Twitter, AirRate underscore podcast, my personal Twitter, on air with Mike. Have a wonderful weekend. We will see you all next week, same time, same place.